is up? <laughs> Welcome to Long time no talk, right? I know, right? It's been a few weeks. <laughs> it's been quite a We took a, a, a summer hiatus, we'll call it that. A little bit, a little something like that. Yeah, a little, uh, a little uh, <laughs> vacation. Welcome to Hear Me, guys, where Welcome. we are giving you tips, tricks, hacks, lessons, everything you can think of for our young working professionals out there. Anything you want, anything you want, we have it. The for things you. that we did not learn. You want a pony? Growing we up. got it. Yeah, we got a pony. We got ponies over here. We'll mail it to you. I got you. You know, we, we good. But no, we'll see. <laughs> So how have you been? What, what? No, no, no. Let's back it up. How was your summer hiatus? Yeah, well, you know, it was fine. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Brian, by the way. This is Tammy. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, I went on vacation. I went to San Diego for my mm-hmm. birthday. My 26th birthday. Last time I came to you, I was 25 years old. Youngin. I'm a uh, new woman now. It's the ripe age of 26 over the hill on my way, speeding down the road to 30 years old. Uh, we moved into a new house. We still have the same amount of children. That's good. Yeah, yeah, you know. Doing it up, doing it up. So yeah, a lot has happened for you. Yeah, yeah, actually, oh my God. right. I know it's it's only been a couple of weeks, but so much has happened. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What about you? Um. Well, my summer hiatus wasn't so um happy as oh. well. <laughs> um. I mean, well, okay. No, I take that back. Half of it was I started a new job. Nice. Um, at a med spa, which is like kind of fun, girly, exciting. Yeah. Still working in marketing, so I'm still doing what I love. Uh-huh. I think other than that, I've just been like dealing with like personal issues, health issues, which honestly is gonna be a good thing because we've already put a pl- a plan in place. Yeah. So like I'm gonna tackle that for the fall. It's gonna be amazing. Yes. Um. But yeah, working on that. Um. Unfortunately, my boyfriend is getting laid off his job. I know. Oh my god. But the good part is, Mm. he has already been looking for jobs even before he got that news because he was trying to leave anyway. Smart. Smart. I know. So he's kind of ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. So we'll be good. Everything's gonna work out. It's fine. Fall time, it's just going to bring new beginnings. Yeah, fall, yes. New beginnings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That's what they say about fall. When everything dies, it's (laughs) a new beginning, a new coming up. There you go. (laughs) Die and start over now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just colorful leaves falling off of the branches of life. There you go. And then we're reincarnated into new green leaves. Yeah, we'll be a flower soon. Don't worry. Yeah. It's coming. Exciting. That's what they say. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that our our conversation kind of melds into our topic today. Yeah, mental health. <laughs> mental health in the workplace. Yeah, especially right because you oh. starting a new job and like all this stuff with with your boyfriend and y'all. This episode's gonna be so lit. It's gonna be so <laughs> lit. No. I can't say it anymore. I'm almost 30, so you know what they say. You're younger than me, Brianna. Um, actually, that's, that's yes. 
Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By a month, I will take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're no longer young people. Yeah. We are uh, officially old people now, so mm-hmm. therefore we um can't say lit. We have to say like, uh, the bomb. The bomb. Oh yeah, that's the bomb diggity. It's gonna be the the bomb dot com. Yeah. That's what's going. Oh, it was rad. Ooh, totally rad, dude. Shaka. <laughs> Okay, let's do We're so okay. So as you can tell our mental health is clearly in order. <laughs> <laughs> we um so we just want to talk about some some things going on with mental health and basically what the current state of mental health is, like mm-hmm. in the workplace, what does it actually look like, you know, like because yeah. you know, people go into a new job and they're thinking like, you know, when you sign up for a new job, they tell you all these programs they have for mm-hmm. you. And, oh, you know, uh, if you have any issues, we have, you know, an HR person you can reach out to and speak. Mm-hmm. Baby, that HR person does not give a sick. Nope. They're like, just do you have a sexual assault claim? If not, get out my face. Exactly. <laughs> and it's crazy because when you, you know, when you sign up for a new job, mm-hmm. you think about everything else but the mental yeah, health. Yeah, you know what? That's so pay, true. You think about, okay, what's the, you know medical benefits looking like mm-hmm. what does my, my the company culture look like yeah. what does my desk or my office look like exactly. but no one's really just taking the time to be like okay are they actually going to help me if Is, I am I going to be sane when yeah. I leave this place every day you know like that's yeah, exactly. and it's such so a huge important. part mm-hmm. of life in general I mean your job is a huge part of your life and your mental health is a huge part of your life, yeah. and nobody wants to put them together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I just feel like if you're spending all this time at a job, then you better make sure exactly. that your mental health is intact there. Exactly. Or, you know, otherwise, you know, they have that term going postal for a reason. <laughs> you know? For a reason. You know, we've seen, I mean, we've even seen so many, like, violence-based, mm-hmm. like, happenings off of you know, broken mental health from the yeah. workplace that has just beaten you down, beating yes. you down, and then you're like, they, they fire you or something, and it's like, oh, hell no. Yes. No, they didn't. Yes. Something snaps, and then, you know, and, then, and it could have been prevented. That's yeah. the thing. Like, the company could have done something. They could have stepped in. Mm-hmm. You know, you yourself could have taken a step back and thought, okay, this cannot be healthy for me. This environment mm-hmm. is clearly not what I need. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. So let's get this conversation started. Let's get it going. (laughs) So I'm going to start by asking, okay, Mm -hmm. what experiences have you had where work negatively affected your mental health and what was the resolution? Um, well, you know, I've used the word customer service. Um, Uh, so customer service for, (laughs) for uh, almost 10 years. Oh my goodness. No. It might have been ten years. No, it was almost ten years. About eight, eight and nine years. So, mm. I mean, dealing with people who don't respect you and who don't care that they know that you know that they don't respect you. Oh my god! Is like, I mean, even even past customers, like managers and people like mm. that, they're just like, "Look, I'm here to do a job. I don't care about you. Get out my face." And it's Ooh. like, dude, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And usually that kind of stuff just. When you're working customer service, especially, it doesn't get resolved. They just tell you, get over it, basically. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, this is the job. You have to deal with exactly. difficult people. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, there needs to be something. Yeah. Because 
if I'm dealing with people every day who are tearing me down and telling me, basically, you know, maybe without saying it explicitly, maybe sometimes with saying explicitly, like, Mm -hmm. you're nothing to me. Yeah. You know, you're just here to give me my whatever you're serving me. Well, and to me, it would behoove the employer to make sure your mental health is intact if you're dealing with people face-to-face every day. Like, that's... That's dangerous if you don't do anything. Yeah, about it. exactly. It's dangerous to the customers, the the brand of the company. I mean, if if you turn around and cuss out a customer because you've had enough, <laughs> what I mean, what are they gonna do? So <laughs> now there's viral YouTube videos exactly. of you cussing out somebody at Starbucks, and mm-hmm. it turns into a whole thing. And you so know, did it? So at one point, were you really feeling like? Down oh my like, gosh, yes. So uh, there was once one store for the company I used to work with. There's one store that I was working at where it was in a super rich neighborhood and everybody was very conservative and white <laughs> and rich and old as hell. That is the best combination. Oh yeah, oh, no, everybody knows that rich, old, white people that are conservative are really yeah, doing wonders yeah. for the world right let's, now. Let's be real. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> We're going to be real on this podcast. So, and then I'm, you know, on top of that, I'm one of the only, no, yeah, yeah, at the time I was the only black female person, uh, like, in a, in a managerial position. Mm. And so, you know, they're coming to me with their problems, talking down to me, like, I'm just like, dude, I'm just here to do my job, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to talk to me like that. But, you know, if you say that to them, it's a whole, they're calling corporate. So, you know, it gets to a point where you're just taking complaint after complaint after complaint and put down after put down. And it's just like so draining and a job that you used to love to go to, love to to do the actual job turns into something that you dread going to because of the people around you in that kind of environment and nobody around you is doing anything to help it. Because if you go, you know, and try to do something about it yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. say something to somebody like, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. Then you're the one in trouble because you shouldn't have spoken to a customer like that, and it's like I'd imagine you were bringing some of that home. Yes, of course. I mean, I mean, you know, you go home to your relationship and Mm -hmm. you've just been beat down all day, and so you're getting nothing but negativity. So you're putting out nothing but negativity, and then your partner's receiving all that negativity, and it's just building and building, causing such a volatile situation. And your poor husband, he probably just forgot to put the clothes up. Well, at the same, and then (laughs) it was really bad because at the same time. He's in the military, uh, yeah, which is yeah. a whole nother level of just mental. That's a whole nother mental, mental degradation. Yeah, just beating down on somebody's like soul basically every single day, mm-hmm. and they less than don't care about you. They actively want <laughs> the, the the worst for you. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're both like coming home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea is you come home, you know, the picture perfect idea, I should say, is you come home from those negative situations and you're being each other's peeps, finger quotes. But that's just not, that's just not the reality because you're, it's hard to break out of that mindset from work. So you're like, every little thing that was like nitpicky said to you Mm -hmm. during the day, you're bringing home like, oh, why didn't you wash this dish right? Oh, why didn't you load the dishwasher correctly? Mm -hmm. Like you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And instead of just coming together to comfort each other in a way, it's more just combative. Yeah. And so it makes 
your personal life hell and it makes your work life hell and there's no refuge you know and so you know these issues you were having at work were they ever addressed were you ever able to resolve them i mean i left that store and went to another location because i mean even when i would go to you know my the person above me about like I don't know what to do to address these people. They aren't reacting well to me. I mean, I even tried to, you know, put the blame on myself. Like, they aren't reacting well to whatever I'm doing. Mm. It wasn't, okay, let me switch up the situation or something like that. It's like, well, you need to do something different then. And I'm like, okay, but I've tried different approaches. I've tried to, you know, uh, I've tried to be a little more aggressive. I've tried to be a little bit more diminutive and... Nothing. You know, no, and it's still always on you. So I just, you know, sometimes you just have to remove yourself from that situation. Because wow. if you don't have anybody, I mean, honestly, if you don't have anybody above you mm-hmm. that can at least that can at least support you, maybe they can't, like, go to the customer and be like, hey, you know, don't talk to them like that. But at least they could be like, yeah, your concerns are valid. I've seen this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. here's what you can do in this next situation. Just walk away or... You know, call me and I'll handle the situation. Something like that. No. Nothing. No kind of support. That's just, you know, it's an impossible situation. So sometimes you just have to put yourself out of there. Oh, goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Oh, girl, it's far behind me. I I don't work anywhere near. Oh, I guess I do kind of work in customer service, but. It's not customers. I can tell them what to do. (laughs) And, like, if you had, like, a client who was just, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. You can, can, like, I can tell them, hey, I'm not not doing this with you. I don't have to take anybody that I don't want to, which is nice. Oh, that's a nice little upgrade. It is. So, hallelujah, I'm in a better place now. (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, that worked out. Yeah. What about you? Any experiences like that? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've worked in corporate, Mm -hmm. which it was very naive of me to think this, but I thought it would be better um, than customer service. Oh, that's so fun. That's so cute, That's adorable. I was like, Um, No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've, I've had some very negative experiences, and, you know, just to kind of sum it up, I can, like, pinpoint the years, 2016, 2018. Uh-huh. Those were horrible years for me, uh-huh. and a lot of it was due to my job. Yeah. And 2016, long story short, my mom was uh, very ill the entire year, and I was her main caretaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, my brothers weren't really able to help as much as, you know, I would have liked them to. Right. And, um I had to, you know, visit my mom in the hospital every day after work and, you know, basically be her at-home nurse, you know, and it was a lot on me. Mm -hmm. And that was in addition to a bunch of other things that was already going on. My nephew had passed. Yeah, yeah, I got out of a relationship and, you know, lost one of my best friends. It was just like a whole lot going on. Yeah. And, um... It was just a really bad time, and honestly, I do not miss that year. Yeah, no. 2016 sucked. Yes. It sucked. And um, <clears throat> talk about not having the support from my job. Yeah. Oh, no. They knew exactly what was going on with my mom. Mm-hmm. I was very transparent with them. Yeah. But 
I just felt like they never actually took the time to really understand how I felt or how it was making me feel. Yeah. You know, trying to be everything for her, you know? Right. Including the financial part. Yeah. You know, because, you know, she's in the hospital and I kind of had to, like, pick up some stuff, you know? And, yeah. And actually, my boss at the time, I was telling him some of the financial struggles I was going through, and uh, he said, well, it's called being an adult. That's what he told me. Huh. And I was like... Mind you, at this point, I was, what, 23 at the time? I'm the baby of the family. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, dude, like, I didn't ask for this stuff. You know, like, this is like an unfortunate situation. Yeah, this is not. And that's what you have to say. Yeah. And another big thing was I almost got written up, actually, uh, for being late to work so much. Uh, There were times where I would stay at St. Luke's till, like, Six in the morning, yeah. rush home, kind of like wash up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then rush back out to try to get to work by nine. Yeah. And I lived about 40 minutes away from work. Oh, my God. It was, yeah, it was like a terrible time, and I almost got written up for it. It's crazy to me. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I, I did not have the support that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely affected me negatively. Uh, I did not trust the company. I didn't like them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it only got worse, actually, in 2018 with the same company, actually. Oh. Um, where now, at this point, I actually did have major depression, yeah. according to my psychologist. Mm-hmm. Or no, a therapist, not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Never thought I would have had that in a million years. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm just not... I don't know. I'm not used to hearing those type of words yeah. around me, yeah. you know, like, because yeah. I'm just a very different yeah. person. I don't know. Yeah. Very upbeat. Upbeat, and, yes. But, yeah, no, I had major depression, and, um, you know, same company. They basically kind of moved me into into a position that I definitely did not want, mm-hmm. and my boss at the time knew I did not want it. Um, so I was feeling unfulfilled there. Not to mention, we got new leadership. And I don't, I just felt like I told my new boss, I felt profiled. Yeah. I don't like feeling targeted Mm -hmm. for being young, black, female, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and I told her I felt profiled and I don't like that. That is like a bad sign and that's going to make me want to leave right now, which I ended up doing. Mm -hmm. I left, um, and kind of like what you said, like literally you just got to remove yourself from the situation sometimes because I mean I've tried to talk to them work it out compromise and sometimes people just they're so self-absorbed you know they're so into their own situations that they can't think outside of themselves they're just thinking like what you are going through is inconveniencing me exactly which to me is completely inappropriate for someone who calls themselves my manager Uh, or my director yeah exactly I'm like okay no this is part of your job yeah you know so an HR oh don't even get me started on them they did not help (laughs) at all in fact they were actually like kind of in on me getting written up it's a whole long story but yeah but yeah so I, I think the biggest thing that I learned is that now I am extremely upfront yeah. about what I require for mental health purposes. Yeah. My new job that I just got, great position, but it is it is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot that she's expecting of me. Yeah. But like I told her, like I told my boss, like I told who everyone else, mm-hmm. 
my work life balance is very important. Yeah. Like I that was one thing that I told my boss that I wanted mm-hmm. when I came to this position. Yeah. That's why I accepted the position. And I actually ended up having um kind of like a little short powwow with the owner of the company where I work now. Right. You could tell she was trying to kind of lead me into telling her that I work from home as mm-hmm. well to catch up on assignments. And I was like, no. No, I, I don't. do not. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. And, you know, she kind of looked at me like, well, you know, why not? Like, mm-hmm. what, I mean, are you learning anything off hours? And I was just like, no. I mean, I, I follow some accounts in the industry to kind of just help me get my feet wet or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I'm not working at home because I required that. Yeah. I would have that balance yeah, before exactly. I got here. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's not the case. Let me know now. Get out of here before we go any further. You know? So, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride, but I'm just glad that I'm speaking up for myself now. Yeah. And, you know, Uh like now I'm demanding the mental health. Exactly. You know? So great. You're going to treat me right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. Do you have any positive experiences like that? Not really. No? No. Mm mm. I'm trying to think, like, (laughs) I'm trying to think, like, what has been positive with me. So, kind of with that same, that old company I used to work for, uh, that same type of customer service, but I had an actual uh, leader Mm. above me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when I moved to to the new location, I had, of course, I I moved basically to the same exact store in a different area with rich people. they weren't all white, but mostly white. So a little bit more diversity. I mean, a little bit more, yeah. But I was having, you know, those same issues. People, These people don't want to talk to me. They don't want to relate to me. They don't want to give me their problems. They just want to yell at me, basically, and put me down. Ugh. And so I had, but I had a manager who was behind me who would anytime, I mean, literally, anytime she would see any type of situation like that, because she was a white woman. So she could swoop, she could swoop in there and be like, "Hey, excuse me, what's the problem? What's going on?" And I'm like, "Thank you, thank you, God, this is what I need." And of course, as soon as I see a white lady, they're like, "Oh, you know, I was just, I had this thing, and I didn't know what to do with it, and I was wondering if I could get." And I'm like, "That's crazy." But completely changed yeah, their tone. completely changed their tone. And with yeah. me, they're like, "You guys aren't doing this right. You need to go and do this." Blah blah blah. blah. This is the one I asked for. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, she she saw that and she would be like, you know, she would hop in there, swoop in real fast, or anytime she would see that, you know, I was on the sales floor getting frazzled because I would have, like, thousands of yeah. things going on, she'd mm-hmm. be like, hey, come to the back for a second, I need to talk to you about something, and then we'd get back in and she'd be like, I, you, you look crazy, are you okay? <laughs> see, she has a high emotional intelligence. Exactly. I like her. Exactly, and I could just sit back there and kind of yell yell it out <laughs> yell it out and That's then awesome. go back i mean just those little things can yep. make such a difference such a difference yeah i mean wow. like i said there's really nothing they can do you can't just be like okay well you don't have to deal with customers anymore because i mean i work in customer service yeah, yeah. it is what it is but just that support. giving you that i mean just a minute you yeah need a minute i just need a minute oh my goodness yeah so just kind of a person that realized that numbers won't be numbers if you don't have people to make them happen. Exactly. Oh <laughs> Just my God, a person the that can that that realizes <sighs> the importance of 
having a mentally sound staff. Exactly. Because, I mean, you can't do anything so without valuable. it. So valuable. Yeah. So valuable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yes. It's definitely the little things. Yeah. And I can say, working in corporate America... I mean, oh, I've learned so much. Yeah. I've learned a lot. And I can tell you that people are just really effed up in corporate America. Yeah. Like mentally, like emotionally. It's just, it's, it's like a doggy dog world. Yeah. Like, so. Because I've never worked in like a corporate environment. Like I've worked customer service, customer Mm -hmm. service management, and then like creative stuff but i've yeah. never been like in an office in a cubicle you know i was actually trying to get to the creative stuff like you yeah i just didn't make it <laughs> but yeah no corporate is 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 a different beast man i yeah. mean it's i mean obviously it's you know the same stuff you're dealing with but i think what makes it so hard mm-hmm. is all of the politics that goes along with it. Oh my God, yes. That's what makes it so hard. Yeah. If I have a grievance or something is wrong, mm-hmm. it's literally like mixed signals every day. I'm told to take charge and, you know, take charge of my responsibilities, take accountability and let people know, speak up for yourself, yeah. da da da. And then the minute I do it, yeah, it's like, oh, um, that was inappropriate. Um, yes. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> I'm just not, bi- I'm really not built for corporate politics. Yeah. I don't know how I lasted this long. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't, but. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's pretty crazy, man. That politics at work stuff is serious. Like, you just gotta, I know. I'm not doing, I will not engage. Exactly. I will My not boyfriend's engage. been teaching me that. Yeah. Like, because he, he's very good at that. Yeah. He is like. I mean, centered. He is. He really is. Hardly any. The only thing that gets him off the center is me. (laughs) Other than that, he goes to work, does his job, comes home, and it bothers people that he yeah. Oh yeah. It they make he makes them mad. Yeah. Because he's not engaging in the politics and the gossip and the this and that. Exactly. Oh my! It's so funny. It's so funny. So I just. I'm trying to take notes from him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't worry about that stuff, it won't affect you. Mm-hmm. Pretty much where it's at. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Ugh. So tell me more about this Forbes article. Okay. That you. So I found an article uh, written in 2018 by Alan Cole. It was on Forbes, which is basically, you know, it's a business magazine mm-hmm. written by business people. They have so many business articles. And it's, it's titled How to Create a Workplace that Supports Mental Health. And I think that this is, it's so important because it's people in higher business, like that have been in that corporate America situation, mm. been leadership in corporate America, oh, writing okay. about how to better yeah. the mental health of this their place. Like so basically advice. what businesses think about mental health. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of stats that they gave. It was, uh, they did a survey of office workers mm-hmm. um, in, like, July of 2018, and it said that 72% of employees want employers to champion mental health and well-being. Um, I'm part of that 70 Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, like, surprised it's not more because, yeah. I mean, you, you they have to. But you know what? I feel like that might be, because, you know, working in corporate, I mean, look, I'm just going to be real. Mm-hmm. Like, the older generations... Mm-hmm. They just work completely different than we work. Oh, yeah. They are literally like, you come in, you do a job, no matter who talks to you crazy, no matter 
how many hours you got to work, no matter, you know, how they treat you. You got to be loyal to the company and work there for 35,000 years until you retire with your 401k. That is not how we operate. And in fact, that's probably the reason why we don't operate like that. Yeah, because we saw kids. Exactly. We saw our parents come home (laughs) from a job they've been working at for 20 years. Going off on me over a spoon in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mom. But but no, like seriously, they had kids, those kids had kids, and now we're here. Like We're not going to put up with that. Like, no, I don't want to be... You know, one of my friends put it to me best. She said, look, I love my mom. Mm-hmm. She did everything for me. Yeah. She's a single parent. She did all that she could. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to end up like her no. at her age. You know, dried out, mad, wish she could have done more with her yeah, life. Exactly. All that type of stuff. She's like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, these are my golden years, and I'm going to live them mm-hmm. in peace and happiness. You know what? And along with that, I think that that goes with we, we tend to take more risks. We so do. if we're not in a happy situation, we just get out. We're fine with just leaving. And I don't think I. Some people are so mad about that. They're like millennials. You're so happy. entitled. You're like, not loyal. I don't want to be unhappy. <laughs> like literally every I go to work, girl. Forty out. No, I'm forty five. Yeah. Fifty hours a week. Mm-hmm. And you telling me you want me to spend those fifty hours unhappy? You must be out your mind. Not a chance. No. There's no way. Mm-mm. I'm not finna come home and be an alcoholic because I hate my job and I hate that I have to go back there tomorrow and I'm over here beating on my kids because I don't want to go to work tomorrow. You know? Like, and, no. that's, and that's one of the main points I want to drive home in this episode. Yeah. Like, if you feel like you're in a toxic environment and it is not getting better and they don't give a crap about you, you can leave. Find a way to leave. I mean, it's not always, like, easy but you can as long as you get a new job start the process yes before you leave obviously you don't want to just like be unemployed yeah leave yeah i don't know what it is with the older generation that they just don't want to leave they're scared to leave i've had so many people like older people tell me that um you know they want to be stable for the kids they don't want to leave because yeah and i'm like stability is happiness i I feel like you're more unstable now. Exactly. If mommy's not happy, things aren't stable. <laughs> Nothing is going to be happy. <laughs> exactly. That like, makes sense. I don't I I don't understand the reason. No, yeah. Maybe I, it's, I'm just a youngin and I don't know, but I don't know. Look. So here's the first thing that that they put forward as a way um to kind of create a culture that supports mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, ensure people experience their jobs in a meaningful and purposeful way. Wow. So this can be achieved by giving employees autonomy and resources. If your team experiences support and independence and that you trust them to do what they ought to do, they'll generally be happier at work, which will reduce the risk of mental health problems. Oh, gosh, I cannot stress I mean, that is so, it seems so basic. So basic, But people can't do it. Oh my! So I have my current job, uh-huh. and I don't mind speaking of my current job because, for one, y'all don't know where it is. And yeah. Two, if they hear it, maybe they'll change it. Yeah. Okay. It's not, I'm, that's just me. But my current job, it's a small business, uh-huh. so there's the owner, there's the office manager, and then there's me. Yeah. You know, and then you know technicians and stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah. So the owner, when she is in the office. She is extremely hands-on. I would say downright micromanaging. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm just being honest. Yeah. Um, it's very 
unsettling. Like, it definitely is. And on top of that, her micromanagement takes me out of my element, especially when I'm working hard on a project or trying to finish up something. Um, it's, it's just so distracting. Yeah. When she's not in the office, mm-hmm. I have full autonomy and I love my job. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I get to make my own schedule for the day, finish up projects, get things done. It is amazing. Yeah. So let me tell you, as someone who experiences autonomy three days out the week, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> It is, it is, it is, it is. I have that same, that same, I have, you know, pretty much total autonomy over my job right now. Yeah, sure. I can choose my schedule, choose when I want to come in, who I want to see, and it's, on. I can honestly say it's the happiest I've ever been in a job. Even when I was working on something I was super passionate with when I was working on that, that Senate campaign, you know, they also allowed you to work from home, mm-hmm. you know, but they still, yeah, still had goals that you needed to hit by this yeah. day. You had to turn in spreadsheets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so they were expecting things from you. But me, I mean, as long as I can perform as a teacher, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. And, you know, my students stay with me because I know what I'm doing. As long as I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I can keep a job. She's a music teacher, by the way. Yeah, I'm a music teacher. <laughs> Forgot to say that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Exactly. So, I mean, and I have the resources that I need to do my job. I have, you know, music. You saw my my classroom today. I have my piano. I visited her workplace today. Yes, you saw my little classroom. so cute. (laughs) The little piano. Yeah, exactly. I have piano setups. I have everything I need. My speakers, my, uh, my tracks that I need to go with my kids, like sheet music, anything I need. I have it. And... Anything I want, I have to ask for it, and they can bring it to me. And that's another big part of it, because I actually told my boss, I said, look, before I accept this position, I need to know, are you guys going to give me the resources that's going to make my position successful? Yeah, exactly. Because that's another big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be successful in this position, and if I don't have the basics, you know, I work in marketing, and if I don't have Adobe Suite, then what the heck are we yeah, doing? Yeah, I don't know. You know, like... So that was just one of the things I was like, okay, I need to make sure I have these types of resources. Yeah. You know, the other point that Forbes said was that I want to feel like my job is making an impact. Yes, exactly. And they say that's a millennial thing, actually. I read that. Really? Yeah, that we want to make impact in businesses. Yeah. Uh, do like, other people not want to? I, I know. I was like, uh, why would you? What do? What do you? What else? You just want to go in there. I mean, I guess, like you said, <laughs> they just want to go in there, type some stuff <laughs> up, and go home. Like, no, they just want to get a paycheck. They just want a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, we want those things too. I want like, a paycheck. A long term career. Yeah. I want to make an impact. Exactly. I want to be doing something. Like, I mean, if I'm, I mean, no. Even when I was working for that customer service. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to come in there and I wanted to, you know, change my store for the better. I wanted our numbers to go up. I wanted us to be clean. I wanted... So, yeah, our, you still... Yeah, exactly. I still wanted hmm. better for us as a as a company. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I guess some people... I, I... It's different. It it's is. Different. It is. It, it is. Rural differently. Yeah. Rural. Yeah. I mean, even people, I think that even people that work like jobs that they don't really care about yeah. are using that money to make an impact in other uh, areas other, of yeah. their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, that's actually why I left 
my last job. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause because I just... wasn't seeing the fruits of my labor. Yeah. And I could not. Yeah. I literally was just staring at the screen, bored every day. I was ba- It was basically like a project management position, yeah. which is not what I signed up for. Uh-huh. I signed up for actual marketing, writing, PR, like that type of stuff. Does nobody know what marketing is? They keep they putting don't. you in things. They literally, they literally don't. I'm like, okay, this is I not... I want to market. I want to freaking be a public relations yes, professional. Exactly. And, handle some digital marketing as well mm-hmm. it but yes that's that was the issue so that's why i left yeah and now this position is <laughs> be careful what you wish for yeah mm-hmm. it's everything i wanted but it's a lot it's a lot it's yes a lot. that's exactly how i feel too because this is i, I have to do things <laughs> yeah like, jesus like i'm so busy right. all like every time i'm at work I'm exactly like, i got this i got this i got this but at the end oh, of the day wow. i'm like Yes. Okay, I did it. I feel good. Exactly. It's just, it's so rewarding. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love it. All right. Another thing that they say is uh, give employees access to education and resources from national organ- organizations mm-hmm. such as the American Psychiatric Association, the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, Mental Health America, and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. That is a very good point. Yeah. I've never had that. You know what? I've never even thought about it. Yeah. I think that. The place I worked at before had uh, a program where you could sign up and get eight free therapy sessions. Yeah. But that's about the, it. Yeah. You know. And a lot of places I work had an EAP, Employee Assistance Program, mm-hmm. which is okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to completely knock it. I think it's a great start. Mm-hmm. But it's it is like a the, very generic yeah. program. Bare minimum. Very min Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very minimal. It's. It's it's I yeah it's I I'm gonna just be honest it's something it's something <laughs> so I'm like okay it's a step in the right direction yeah but this is I yeah yeah exactly that's mm. something that people should bring up in like orientations yeah things like that because that's you know if cool. if and if employees know that they have somewhere to go with mm, their issues exactly. that's not internal it, and that's what I that was the point that I made at mm-hmm. my old position I was like look I know. You know, they say, oh, it's private, it's anonymous, and no but one's going to... But if I'm going through my employer, I don't feel very anonymous. Yeah, exactly. No. Like, like, these people... I've seen you and my boss gossip in the lunchroom. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you're gossiping about me and exactly. what I'm going through. Exactly. I don't need it. Exactly. So, knowing that they have something that's outside of... That they can't be judged by their employers, can't be used against them in a later time. Oh. I think that's... Yes. Yeah. So, next one. Provide opportunities for managers to attend relevant training to support staff living with mental health problems and uh, basically just the well-being of all staff. There's a tendency in management to seek a one-size-fits-all solution, like we were just talking about the EAP, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the reality is that there are systematic differences in the way that people act, think, and feel. Shocking. People are different. Everyone's not the same person. (laughs) Uh, managers need to understand that every employee is different. Baby, <laughs> just hit home, home, home. Uh, yeah. I had to, which I told you before, mm-hmm. I had to sit down, not with my last boss, but the one before that. Mm-hmm. We're going to say Company A. This is where <laughs> I had all those issues. Ah, Company A. 2016, 2016 2018. Company. Uh, yes. So I had to sit down with my boss and explain to her the differences between me stepping up and speaking out versus her, a white woman, stepping yeah. up and speaking out. She truly did not understand 
the differences between my, I don't even want to say privilege, but her privilege and my non-privilege. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But things like that, I had to literally sit down and tell her after the fact, after I had already been written up and in trouble and all that. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, why, like, why is there not some sort of training or some, some sort of extra support to help these managers understand that. I don't know. that. I mean, that just seems basic to me because, I mean, other than, like, sensitivity training and mm-hmm. sexual sexual assault Which training. Which is literally, like, the only training she gets yeah, in corporate. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it. don't be racist and don't touch butts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm also super depressed and you're giving me way too much stuff to do. Exactly. And you're not giving me any context. Like, they need to be able to exactly. understand the differences between their employees and mm-hmm. how they can relate to the company as a whole and the job that you give them and mm-hmm. other employees in yep. that section. Like And like, you know, the Forbes article said, there's systematic differences in the way people act, think, and feel. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest, my biggest grievance with Company A mm-hmm. is that they just didn't freaking pay attention. Yeah. You just don't. I'm pretty transparent when I'm feeling upset or yeah, annoyed or whatever. Exactly. And I just felt like they just weren't even trying to pay attention. Yeah, they didn't care. Like, I'm coming into the office, falling asleep at the desk, which I was not doing prior yeah. to 2016. Uh-huh. Falling asleep at the desk, irritable, upset, not getting things done like I used to. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all don't see an issue? You don't this see is something out of wrong? my normal behavior. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It was like, oh, company A, man. <laughs> Thank God for growth and new Thank opportunity. God Thank God for growth, man. Company A, y'all need to grow. Uh, <laughs> well, and actually, no, I'm not going to. Anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to go there and be nice. Moving on. Work life balance. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah. Is an essential aspect of healthy work environment, and employers should offer flexible work options. <laughs> <laughs> doing that okay i'm sorry keep reading lol <laughs> maintaining work-life balance helps reduce stress and prevent burnout in the work burnout burnout is exactly what you're talking about yeah like i cannot do this anymore and that's what i was experiencing at my last job too like you I mean you literally do not have anything left in to you give. to do the job yeah but you still have to go and it's like i can't i don't i don't have anything else to give y'all so back to company a <laughs> And, you know, I, I want to, you know, give Company A a little bit of their props. They gave me my chance right out of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my yeah, first yeah, job yeah. out of college. Uh-huh. They took a chance on me. I appreciate them for that. But at the same time, I'm now older and wiser. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that I've realized is a problem, you know? And so, you know what? Sneakily, that's probably why they took you straight out of college. Because you were new and you didn't know any better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I took a lot of you-know-what yes, you when I shouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. But Back to company A. So, what you were talking about, burnout uh-huh. and just not giving anything else. Yeah. Uh, in 2018, I had two mental breakdowns. Oh, my God. One of them, I literally just did not go to work for three days. Yeah. And just literally laid in bed the whole time. Oh, my God. The When I tell you the whole, I'm being literal. Mm-hmm. Laid in bed the whole time. Oh, my God. And I just had, like, given up. Yeah. And a lot of people actually don't know this about me, so now y'all know. Um, but yes, I had two mental breakdowns and it started little by little, you know, Mm -hmm. and again, 
people just not paying attention. Did you just take your lashes off? I did, but you weren't supposed to announce it. <laughs> uh, everyone, I just want to let everyone know Tammy's work-life balance is taking her eyelashes off while she's oh, working yes. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's work and life. Felt so much better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yes, mental breakdowns, had that. But what irritated me was that I obviously didn't realize I was breaking down until much, much later. Yeah. Because I'm me. You when know? you're in it, I'm you just don't know trying to go on. to work and mm-hmm. do my job. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, I look back and I'm like, okay, it started small. Yeah. You know, at first I was, you know, bubbly and upbeat and, you know, coming up there dressed up and ready to work and uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. And then 2018, it was like, I didn't care about my appearance anymore. Yeah. So I would come to work just kind of looking any kind of way. I mean, I was still decent, but I definitely wasn't what I was before. Yeah, right. And a lot of my colleagues actually were commenting on the way that I was dressed and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Saying things like behind my back or like telling me things like, you know, you need to put on makeup today. Just stuff like that. And it's just like no one just like saw it. Can anybody reach out and say, hey, are you okay? Like, like Jesus. no one saw it. Like, I was like, oh my, looking back at it, I was like, what the hell is wrong with these people? What are y'all doing? <laughs> like, you, you can clearly see I'm not okay. Clearly. So I wasn't like on. this last year. That's what I'm, you know, it's just that emotional IQ, man, is not there. It's not there, yeah. For people. Just like you said, everybody's boom, in their own little mm-hmm. bubble, especially in a corporate environment. They're like, I got to hit these numbers. I got to do this. And I'm not worried about the next person until they have something that I need to hit my numbers. Exactly. And, you know. Exactly. It's crazy. That's I, crazy. Yeah. I can't believe that. I know. That's I know. Not I mean, good. they would say, like, petty things about my shoes, about my clothes. Like, like what is this, middle school? I, like, literally, I felt like we were in middle school and I was getting bullied or something. Like, I was like, okay. I'm not okay. I'm clearly crying out. Yeah. It's a cry for help. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody, Nobody freaking sh- cares. Yeah, no. Work-life balance is crucial. Essential. I mean, it's it's pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have that balance, then you're not going to be doing your work well. Some people say work-life balance is a myth. Old people. <laughs> Old people say that. Because that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I was like, what? I don't understand. I guess they're trying to say, like, it'll never be balanced because, you know, work will always have this place in your life and your personal life will always have this much weight. And it was a really dumb reasoning, in my opinion. Yeah, that's really stupid. But, yeah. What, are you just supposed to have all life or all work? Yeah. (laughs) Like, no. They live together. Yeah, exactly. You do them equally. So Mm -hmm. if they're not meshing, I mean... I mean, there's clear things that are work-life. You have to pick up your kids from school exactly. at a certain time. So if you mm-hmm. have to leave work and come back, or you have to leave work Child early, sick and come early. Gotta, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, there are clear things that show that there is such a thing as a work-life balance, mm-hmm. and it has to be balanced. Yep. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Else, your, your turnover is going to be crazy. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. And you can see that, you know, in places like the place I used to work at. With, when I had a when I worked at a store mm-hmm. that had a bad manager, mm-hmm. people were leaving every six months. 
Mm. We had to hire. There was there was literally always somebody training because there was somebody that always had to had to leave. That slows down business. You have to stop and train and interview and look for people and all that. You're trying to train people while there's a line around the corner, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, this person's training. Sorry, they can't make your thing as fast as you need them to. Oh my god! But when I got to this new store, there are people that had been there for fifteen years. No, most everybody that I wow. was there with had been there for at least three years. Really? Yeah, because that's that that's a customer service yes, job. Exactly. They had wow. Been, the old the the longest time I think someone had been there was fifteen years. There was ten years, five years. Most people were around oh three God. to five years at that same place. Holy moly! Because they had a good environment. I mean, they were making mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. They had they they were happy to come to work. If yeah. people are happy to come to work. You ain't got no problem. They're not gonna, mm-hmm. they, if they had something going on at home, they could leave. Mm-hmm. They could ask someone, you know, hey, can you cover my shift? The employees, you know, co-workers were happy to help. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, you need you need to go pick up your sick kid? Yeah, I'll just work for you, no problem. Yeah. That that all... Because everyone was happy. Working I mean, as a you know, team. Yeah, working as a team. Exactly, exactly. I'm just going to keep it real with everybody, okay? Because I, I do a lot of research when it comes to... Millennials in the workplace. Yeah. You know, shameless plug. Follow my Instagram, follow my blog, because I'll be talking about that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, I read in the article that work-life balance is something that millennials desire. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. Work-life balance is something that Gen Z expects. Yeah. So now it's like, whether they want to or not, you're going to give them work like things balance. about to change. Yeah, exactly. So if that gives anyone any solace out there, yes, because there's about to be more millennial CEOs. Yep, mm-hmm. and Gen Z coming up. We got you. Yeah, so it's it's happening. <laughs> yeah, whether they want to see it or yeah, not, it's exactly. happening. Yeah. All right, last one. Um, from that Forbes article. Employers can look out for their employees' mental health by encouraging participation in free and anonymous, like we were talking about earlier, online screenings. Uh, This is something I I didn't know existed, Mm -hmm. Uh, but National Depression Screening Day is on October 10th. And that's an excellent opportunity for employers to begin to address mental health issues in the workplace. Employers can encourage employees to visit helpyourselfhelpothers.org and complete the depression screening questionnaire. This is freaking genius. I, freaking genius. Never so thought about it once. Never. Depression screening day? What? Never thought about that at all. But you know, I love this tactic because mm-hmm. people never take you seriously until it's on paper. Yeah, exactly. If you just tell them, hey, I have depression, I have anxiety, they're, they're like, just like, we all have depression. I mean, everybody's depressed. We're all yeah. dealing with stuff. Okay, we are, but how can we make this situation easier? Exactly. Right now? You know I what? Mean, Never mind. Let me take my screening on helpyourselfhelpothers.org <laughs> so you can see. <laughs> Here is my paper. I'm depressed. Fix it. Fix it. And it's a shame that it takes that, you know? No, but, it really is. I mean, they don't trust their employees, and yeah. that's that I mean, basically, that's that goes right to everything. Yeah, that's the yeah. fundamental problem yeah. right there. So I, that's freaking genius. I love man. that. That's help yourself, help others. Dot org for yeah. the the uh, free and anonymous online depression screenings. Yeah, y'all check that out. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah. So there are like ways that companies think that you should help your mental health, but 
It's also on you. Mm -hmm. Just like the Bible says, faith mm -hmm. without works is dead or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's it? I know she the Bible. She remembers, y'all. See, Mom, I know the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you got to do some things. You know, to help yourself. Yeah. Because every situation isn't going to be ideal. And, you know, until you can get out of it, you got to help yourself the most. Exactly. You know? And even if it is, like, a good situation, you're still going to have bad days. Oh, you know? Yeah. You're still going to have, like you said, three three out of the five days. Girl, I'm chilling. Exactly. Yeah. And then on those two days, you're going to have to do some work yourself to yeah. keep yourself sane. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to ask, mm -hmm. so what are some ways that you manage your mental health triggers at work? Um, I like to take walks. I have yeah. breaks in between classes. Mm -hmm. So in those breaks, if I'm feeling like down or if I'm feeling overwhelmed, mm -hmm. which can happen a lot because I have so many lesson plans that I have to do because I have, I have to do one because I teach individual lessons. So I have to do a lesson plan for each student. And so, and keep up with like exactly. the progress and where they're at. Exactly, and it Ooh, changes. Goodness. You know, it changes well. around. So I have to literally alter it every day. And if I'm just, I have a lot of students. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Just like, yeah. Especially with the a school lot. year coming up, so I just have to take a step back. Yeah, yeah. Take a step back. Take a walk. Play Wizards Unite. Oh. You know. You nerd. <laughs> you would stuff. plug that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. I mean, Wizards Unite, if you want to be an ad sponsor, we would love it. Oh my I play it all the time. I might add it. Um, no, it's so fun. It's so much fun. But, like, like the little place outside my job is, like, one of the, like, hubs. They call it an inn. So you can go and, like, oh get some God. energy and play some battles. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's nice. Mm -hmm. Because, and, you know, this is such a, this is such a little thing, but. It's really cold inside of offices and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So just going outside, defrosting for a minute. Yes. Can just help you feel so that much cold better. cold air makes you feel tense. Yes, exactly. And it, cold air makes me sleepy. Yeah. I'm like, I need to get outside and get some sun in my eyes. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, also, I like candles. Oh, okay. That's candles fun. in my work yeah. area. That's fun. That's nice. cool that you could have that. Yeah. That exactly. is a corporate number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it might be. I don't know where I am, too. But my boss has candles in her office, so I'm going to just... Hello? I'm going to just have candles in my It ain't wrong if the boss doing it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry to out you, boss. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. just those little things. I mean, um, I'm lucky that I no longer have to have to do much to maintain my happiness at work mm, so i'm yeah, fine nice but back it. when i was you know in in a bad situation okay so i will say that i wasn't in a in a mentally happy place mm -hmm. or mature mm -hmm. even place when i was working there so you know my mental health management was not healthy non yeah it was yeah. either non-existent or non-healthy mm -hmm. so you know, just make sure that those that what you're doing to manage your mental health is also helping your body or at least not hurting your body. Exactly. <laughs> at least not hurting you. Exactly. You know, just think of healthy ways to manage your stress mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. I second you. I like to take so I started this at Company B, actually. Company B is the position that was supposed to be marketing, but it was actually project management. <laughs> yeah. That's Company B. So Company B, I was just so 
it was a very easy position, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds crazy. I left an easy position with high pay yeah. to go work for some micromanaging small business. Yeah. Okay. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but I was honestly overwhelmed with sadness around the position. Yeah. Because literally, I could do this position in my sleep. They would give me assignments that I could finish in 10 minutes, yeah. and I'm sitting there on my phone all day. Yeah watching videos all day and then I start to have resentment like dang I could have been watching videos at home yeah like, exactly you know so it was just that cycle every day mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. one of the ways that I kind of like detached is I started taking 15 minute breaks mm-hmm. which I was not doing before I was just doing my regular work day and my hour lunch break and that was it but uh no I, I told myself I was like you know what like We've read plenty of articles. We hear it all the time yeah. that really you're supposed to take a break yeah. every hour to two hours anyway. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, heck, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. So I started taking two 15-minute breaks plus my hour lunch. Yeah. And on each 15-minute break, I would walk outside, go away from the screen, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, just to get away, just to detach, yeah. you know? If I can't walk outside, then... You know, at my current company, I'll just close the door in my office mm-hmm. and turn off the screen mm-hmm. and, like, literally just, like, face away from the screen. Yeah. Like, it's literally that screen time that, like, starts to make me a little cuckoo yeah. and, like, give me headaches and That's stuff. That's true. So, so I'll do that. I'll read some of my book. I'll read. I'll print something out for me to read during my... Yeah. You know, like, different things like that. Uh-huh. So, um... That that's the biggest way that I help keep myself intact. And then you mentioned candles. I I would say decor. Mm. I know it's like it's so small, but like when you can add decor to your work area, it makes such a difference. Yeah, it makes you feel really more does. comfortable yes, in absolutely. the area. You know? Yeah, that's that's one of the I guess some of the ways that I help myself feel better at work. So what about after work? What do you do to, like, recharge for the next day or, like, if it's a weekend, recharge for the coming week? Two big things. When I am done with work, I am done with work. Yeah. I do not believe in bringing work home. I I went through that with Company A in 2018. Not happening no more. Yeah. When that clock strikes, Mm -hmm. I'm done. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing is, at this time, unfortunately, I do have some of our... I guess you could say company accounts on my phone. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, I turned off all notifications from those accounts. Yeah. Because I don't want to see anything that has to do with work while I'm at home. Yeah, I do the same thing. I turn off my work email. Because I have my work stuff on my phone. Yeah. But I don't let it... Even the little red notification. Yeah, even that. I don't want to see I don't want to see it. I don't want it. Because the slightest little notification, like, gives me anxiety. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, God, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll be spending the rest of my night looking up yeah. emails and stuff. No. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, yeah. Those, yeah. I would definitely recommend doing that. Yeah, exactly. Definitely detach mm-hmm. from everything work-related. Yep. I think that I just like to spend time with my family. I mean, honestly, I just... Oh. It's still... It's so weird. We have kids, like, and you like your kids. <laughs> <laughs> when you come home. That's a big yeah. factor. <laughs> you, have, you come home and it's like, oh, my God, this day was awful. And then as soon as you see them, boom, it all goes away. It's like, hey, how oh, are you? Aww. It's like, hey, little one, what's going on? And they tell you about their day as best they can. My kid doesn't yeah. talk. She's just like. Hey, hey, hey. She'll give you some sort of sign. Yeah, exactly. As to how her day was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, today she ran up to me 
when I walked in, and I was like, hey, what's up? And she wanted me to hold her toy. Yeah. And then give it back to her. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> that is an inclination yeah. that she had a good day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, spending time with my family, watching my favorite TV shows. Oh, yeah. It's like one of my favorite oh, things. Yeah. Put the kids to bed. Get my husband out of my face. No. Or, <laughs> or if we're watching a show together. Yeah. Have him sit down away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turn the lights down or yeah. off, light a candle, and put on, like, <sighs> it used to be Game of Thrones, but. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. But Here we no. are in the post Game of Thrones life. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> yeah. I like when, like, my boyfriend David, he'll make dinner mm-hmm. and then. Everything's ready. We sit everything on yes. the table and put on a good show. Yeah. Ah, it's nice. It's Amazing. nice. It's so good to yeah. just. I could just dive into their world and their stress, and mm-hmm. I don't have to think about. <laughs> I love doing that. Like putting myself in other people's stories, yeah. so I don't have to concentrate yeah. on mine. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yep. It's awesome. Yep. And I think another thing that me and David started doing uh-huh. recently uh-huh. is um kind of changing up the days. Yeah. You know, here and there. Yeah. You know, like. A lot of times we come home, we eat, we watch TV, then we go to bed. Yeah. So some days we try to change it up. Mm-hmm. We might go to the movies, or we have some old Dave and Buster's cards that we've been trying to spin <laughs> forever. Yeah. And we're gonna go to Dave and Buster's at some point this week, That's like after fun. work, just like whatever. That's something new. So cool. I know. I was like, I love that. Like you know, change it up here yeah. and there, and do something different. That's fine. Oh, we had a House of Pies date the other Ooh, night. Uh, you know, I've never been to House of Pies. I've only heard great things about it, but I've never been. You are tripping. <laughs> you are tripping. I only recently went to Waffle House when I was like twenty five. I think was the first time I went Girl! to wa- or twenty four. First time I went to a Waffle House, and I was like, "This is the most amazing experience." You live in the South. What I are know. you doing? I don't know. I just. I, we just never went there. Y'all pray for her. My breakfast places were Denny's or IHOP. That's it. Ill to Denny's. IHOP's good. What? Yeah. I'm opposite. Ill to IHOP. Denny's is the bomb. Absolutely not. Those cheddar eggs give me everything I need in life. They give me all the bad things. <laughs> including going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um. Also, listening to podcasts. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. No, but seriously, some of my favorite podcasts can honestly, on my way home, just put on a podcast that's non-political. Because a, a political podcast I can listen to on my way to work. Yes. Because I'm already in a business mode and I'm already knowing I'm finna be True. mad. <laughs> True. <laughs> but uh, leaving home, I don't want to, I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to do anything political. I just want to... Mm-hmm. Listen to something fun. And I have fun mm-hmm. podcasts that I listen to that just are storytelling mm-hmm. or just silly stuff or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. TV related, related to the shows that I was watching, all that kind of stuff. I I love that kind of yeah, stuff. That's just fun. just be able to relaxing yeah. and, you know, like detoxing exactly. from the day. Yes. That's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. So another article came across mm-hmm. from learnhowtobecome.org called Prioritizing Your Mental Health at Work, Strategies and Tips for Improving Your Daily Well-Being. Wow. Sounds so... I know. Sounds so comprehensive. (laughs) Um, But no, some of the points that they brought up in this article. So, the biggest one was more than 300 million people around the world suffer from depression. The condition is the leading reasons 
the leading, I cannot talk today. The <laughs> condition is the leading reason why workers go on disability. So I do have to say, I'm kind of surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, that's number. interesting. I thought it would be more, to be honest. Yeah, really? Yeah, I thought it would be more than 300 million. Yeah. I mean, around, the, around the world, yes. That's probably like diagnosed. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to say, there's a lot of us walking around. I haven't even officially got a diagnosed, yeah. you know, thing yet. Yeah. So. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that number, but. The leading reason why workers go on disability. Now, that is what surprises want, me. People don't want to do anything. Yeah, else. right. They still think of it as a non-factor. Yeah. It's like, no. That... <laughs> you know, and I have to admit, I was, you know, had a single mom, mm-hmm. black mother, raised in church, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And I have to admit that we were raised, I don't think it was intentionally, but we were raised to be tough, you know, yes. have thicker skin. And yes. If obstacles hit you, you just suck it up and keep going. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So I have to admit, a lot of situations around depression, I I was kind of one of those people that I was just like, you know, just get like do it. something with your life yeah. and it'll get better. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, until it hit home. Yeah. It hit my brother first. Uh-huh. And then me. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is real. This is actually a disorder. This is literally real. Yeah. This is not... For play, play. Some people abuse it. Yeah. A lot of people abuse yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the actual like condition of depression is a real freaking thing that needs to be addressed. And it changes you. It mm-hmm. changes your personality. It changes Ex- the yes. way your body feels. Yeah. I mean, like I was always getting sick. Yeah. Like exactly getting a cold all the time. Yeah. Like, Why the freak am I getting sick all the time? Yeah. That mm-hmm. personality was different, just like you mm-hmm. said. And just, you know, with a little transparency here, my brother, he said that he feels like he is not as smart as he used to be because he feels like depression was kind of degenerative for him. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. broke him down a little. I can And I was like, that. wow, that's, that's mm-hmm. powerful. I felt that same way in a different way uh, with my, my vocal music, with my music experience. Mm. When I w- was depressed and not, dealing with it I felt I had really bad imposter syndrome so I mm, thought like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing yep. I, I can't I can't do this professionally mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck I'm doing I'm not as good as this person I haven't had as much training as this person when I literally went to school for this girl <laughs> like paid I, all that money yes for school yes in music yes theater and been doing else. it since I was like three yeah. years old so that's I mean I was... it's absolutely ridiculous it makes no sense in reality for me to think that i don't know what i'm doing and you're a music teacher now and i'm a music teacher i mean even when i started this job i was like oh my god i don't i i don't deserve to be here like i just kind of swindled them into giving me the job (laughs) like isn't that crazy yes and it's like no i know what i'm doing i could keep up and here's the thing i started talking to my co-workers and they (laughs) they're they are instrument players so they have a different level of musical knowledge than mm. a vocal music teacher has. Okay, okay. So they know different, you know, they, they have to know different things <clears throat> in order to work their right. instrument. But I, I know what I need to work my instrument. Okay. And so I'm listening to them talking about very technical things. And I'm like, I don't what know that? that. Yeah. Like, I know what it is, but I don't know how to apply it or, like, for example, they're like, oh, I need you to uh, to modulate to E-flat from... I'm like... No, I, I get it. It's the same thing in marketing. I had a guy at Company B mm-hmm. who everything he said was in big words. And I was like, 
what the heck are yeah. you? And when he finally like broke it down, I was like, oh, I know that. Yeah, I, I know just, what that is. I just call it a thingamajigger. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the terminology or how to apply the terminology. Mm-hmm. And that kind of had me defeated at first, but then, you know, I'm working with my students and I can clearly see their progress. I can clearly see that they are learning from me. Yep. And I'm like, wait a minute. I might actually. And my coworkers that I'm feeling so intimidated about are complimenting me. And I'm like, Boom. why are you complimenting me? You are all this and I'm Boom. just this. And, you know, it finally hit me very recently, maybe like the beginning of the summer. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. I'm good at this. Like. So, I don't know how we got there. That was a huge diversion, but... The, the point is... Okay. Don't be depressed. Yes. Because <laughs> it's, it's real. It's real. It's freaking real. <laughs> and so, among people in the workplace, 83% of men and 72% of women report that workplace stress affects their personal lives. Mental health problems were attributed to workplace stress by 28% of Americans. So, again... 83% of men, men 72% of women. That's so, interesting. remember I told you at first I was a little surprised by that? Yeah. Because, you know, from what I've read and researched, we, we be stressing all the time. Oh, we yeah. stress all the freaking time. Oh, yeah. But then I told you I thought about it, and I was like, oh, well, it's mostly men. In leadership. In yeah. Exactly. Positions yeah, and executive yeah. positions and stuff. And, you know, that. another factor of that is that it might be men might feel more comfortable admitting that than women do. Because when women admit that kind of stuff, we are seen as weak. Oh, we are emotional. Yes, exactly. And, oh, that is such a good point. Yeah. So this literally could be kind of skewed. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's exactly. a good point. Yeah. Because like you said, we were raised to be strong. Mm-hmm. We have to just get over it. And yeah. if we don't, then we're being dramatic. Or exactly. we're being emotional. Or... Exactly. Yeah. Wow, so, that's a good point. Yeah, that could be a good yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then it says, mental health problems were attributed to workplace stress by 28% of Americans. That's another number I thought would be bigger. It is. It is. It is. Just not everyone takes yeah. the survey. Yeah. <laughs> because America, we got some work to do. They ain't asked me. You know, you okay. know what I'm saying? They ain't asked me. They ain't I got me. some workplace stress. You know, <laughs> you, did you know in Europe, they get 30 days of vacations. Huh? Yeah, they get 30 days of vacation, like PTO, and, you know, a lot, tons of holidays, and they are actually, according to a study, more productive than we are. Uh, yeah, we could clearly see that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, huh, here you I am fighting for this PTO. Like, I just started this new job. I don't get my PTO until a year. Huh? Yeah, that's new. Yeah. Oh. This is different. I get sick days after thir- after three months. Yeah. Three months, I get six sick days. So just don't be sick. Right. And then after a year, I start to get my PTO, and I think it's like... I have two weeks of excuse time off, because I don't get paid. But I, I, I can... Yeah, you know, yeah. I could take vacation and just be unpaid. Um, but I don't have any paid time off. <laughs> See, it's... You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like pros and cons of each. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, that's that's just... Yeah. And I'm like, okay, six days. Like, what am I going to do? Well, first of all, I already had two trips planned. So, I told them at the beginning. I was like, look, I got a trip in September yeah. and a trip in April. Yeah. So, what are we doing about yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. So, that's okay. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's crazy to me. They get 30 days. That yeah. is in 30. Dang. 30, a whole month. I mean, even when I did have paid time off, it was like two weeks at the most. Yeah, that's <laughs> at Company B, I had 12 days, yeah. which was like more than usual. Yeah. And then Company A, I had like a week or mm-hmm. five. Yeah, like a week. That is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And even with my unpaid time off, they're like, if you could keep it to two, uh, three weeks a year, that'd be great. Baby. <laughs> you ain't paying me. You want me to, huh? Oh, okay. That's you still cute. got a problem with that? You cute. <laughs> I see you over there. Look at you. Adorable. Oh, my gosh. But that was something I discussed. Yeah. I told them, you know, so if I just get sick or something happens, mm-hmm. like, wh- I mean, wh- what's the expectation? I'm not going to come up there and make everybody sick. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or if something pops up, you know, but we already talked it out. My boss said, you know, hey, she understands things happen. We work with you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I was like, all right, that's that's all I need to know. Yeah. That's it. That's another thing. Company policy is so flexible, depending on who your boss is. Mm-hmm. You you just, just ask. Yeah. Just ask, and if they say yes, they say yes. The worst they could say is no. Mm, yeah. You know? And unfortunately, at Company B, I had a boss who followed policy to the T. Yeah. I had to keep taking PTO for, like, doctor's appointments. Yeah. Stuff like that. I was running through my PTO because... Oh, my God. I got into work before everything opened. Yeah. And I left work after everything closed. Yeah. And I was like, this is literally an impossible schedule. Yeah. This is horrible. Mm -hmm. I can't even go to the freaking doctor in the morning if yeah, I wanted to. Right. Before, no. Mm-mm. So we we just have a lot of work to do, but it's coming. It is. I know it is. It's coming. So from that same article, some of the common factors that contribute to people's mental health problems, uh, they deduced included inflexible work schedules. Yep. Just talked about that. Yep, lack of support from management. Lack yep. of clarity about work tasks or or- organizational objectives. Mm-hmm. Poor managerial communication and unsafe work environments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with all of that. Oh, yeah. And the unsafe work environments is such a huge thing to yeah. me because it's not just people think physically unsafe. Yeah, no, like, if there's a box going to fall on you, that's the only thing yeah. that's unsafe. But no, no, like mentally unsafe. Exactly. Like at Company B, no, no, I'm sorry. Gonna get in the mix up. Yeah. Company A, mm. we had someone new that came in who was a friend of my old boss. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, you know, I'm never gonna work there. But yeah. it's fine. Um, anyway, he came in, he still works there actually. Huh. Um, and he is he is a Trump supporter, and let's just say a lot of people in the office were not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he that. would openly you know, and so those employees felt, obviously, attacked. Yeah. You know, and just to be a bit more transparent, those employees were Hispanic. Oh, So God. among, yeah, so among everything happening and going on in the political world, yeah. um, it was just not a safe place for them to be. And he would openly, you know, talk about them. He would bring, like, Trump paraphernalia to work and, like, Bring up articles and like yeah it was Sorry, yeah it's bad. this is not pleasant and he's he's still doing it according to one of my friends who still works there so that's insane to me that is a unsafe work environment yes it unsafe. is unsafe and I mean that's just inappropriate very inappropriate I mean that's like company policy rule number one yeah. when we talk about politics yeah. at work literally but yeah it's so you just have to really 
take into account whether you're working into a working in a hostile work environment. Yeah. And if you feel that way, you really need to talk to someone yes. or address it or bring it to HR or whatever. Sexual assault, too. I mean, that's well, another that's thing. Big thing. If you're getting attacked by somebody constantly trying to hit on you, that's unsafe. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that... You you can't predict what other people are going to do. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you can't predict with the co- what your co-workers who you work very closely with, mm-hmm. 40 hours or more a week... Yep. Yeah. If you can't predict what they're going to do or if they're going to attack you or hurt you or mm-hmm. try to touch you inappropriately or something, that's unsafe. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, they have... So, I, I don't know how it was in customer service, but in corporate, they have it to where it is a form of harassment if you, um, you know, constantly make harmful comments about someone's age. Mm-hmm. Only if they're over 40. I felt like, honestly, I want there to be some sort of regulation or legislation about age discrimination. In general, yeah. Period. Because I have felt it on the other end. Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, you're younger, it's not harassment because you're still going to have a job and you're still good and blah, blah, blah. No. At company A, I felt like I was harassed for being straight out of college. Yeah. And... Harassed so much to the point where I felt like I was not getting assignments the way I should have. Yeah. I was not being treated the same. I was always being called names and make you know people were making jokes about it and yeah. stuff to the point where I started crying to my boss. Yeah, and to me at that point it's like okay this this feels it's like just, harassment. Yeah, it's a problem. Like and just because I'm twenty two twenty three doesn't mean I'm not feeling that same. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. That's actually, like, a big, big, big dream of mine is to change that. Yeah, I didn't know uh, that. And, and make that a protected category, just like mm. race, sex, whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to make that a protected. That's interesting. I didn't know thing. that that was yeah. just for people over 40. That's interesting. Yep. Just <laughs> over 40. Because I guess they're more at risk of, you know, losing the job they're because they're aging out and whatever. Yeah, I mean, and, but to me, that. I'm like, no. Like, it goes is, both ways. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because I felt so uncomfortable. I mean, if people are constantly making comments about constantly. how you don't know what you're doing. How I'm still wet young. behind the ears. And I'm still drinking from a bottle. And this and that. I mean, just. Can you just let me do my job, please? And I'm like, okay, not to be rude, Susan. <laughs> there was no real Susan. I'm just calling her Susan. <laughs> not to be rude, Susan, but you sit in the cubicle next to mine. You we So the just same because thing. you're 54 doesn't mean... We're doing the same thing, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. Like, you 54 talking about me wet behind the ears, but you still where I'm at. Let's let's not, you know, <laughs> come on now. Yeah. Let's, let's think about that. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was sad, yeah. man. Yeah. Unsafe work environment. Mm-hmm. Basically what I'm saying. Yeah. So, about 60% of people whose work stress has affected their performance say they're afraid to speak to their boss about it. Understood. Mm-hmm. The most common reasons include fear of being laughed at, mm-hmm. being labeled as weak, which, you know, we kind of talked about that. Yeah. Negatively impacting opportunities for a promotion. That yes, was my that's a big one. fear. Mm-hmm. The problem going into their file, that actually happened to me, and the problem being seen as an unwillingness to work. That is also yes. one of my fears. Yeah. I feel like people look at me and they're like, this young woman doesn't want to work. Yeah, they just don't want to work. Like, no, I just want to have 
a nice place to work exactly. that I could actually work in. And that I could actually feel yeah. happy and it, safe. And safe in, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I actually went to my boss about some issues I was having at work in confidence, told him it was incompetent. He knew it was incompetent. Mm-hmm. He was actually the director at the time mm-hmm. of the entire department. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a director should have discretion yeah. and emotional intelligence. Anyway. Makes sense. Yeah, so I went to him and... Um, Basically, when I got written up, like I mentioned before, yeah. all that was in my write-up. Everything I had talked about and brought up, it was in there. And they painted me like, I have never seen anything written about myself like that before. They painted me like the worst employee. Like, I just didn't give a damn. I was just lying and just, I mean, it was horrible. Oh, my God. I was like... I see what they mean when they say your words can be used against you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had to deal with work stress negatively impacting opportunities for a promotion. When I was trying to get promoted in a customer service setting, I felt like if I wasn't 100% on top of my game all the time, you know, never taking a break or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, I would literally work through my lunch break mm-hmm. to prove to them that I... I could be the boss. I can be promoted. Yep. And it was so crazy because I found out that no matter what I did, I wasn't going to get promoted under that boss. Yep. Because as soon as a new person came in, she promoted me within two weeks. Wow. Two weeks of her coming in. So it was that boss. It was that person. Exactly. So (laughs) it's not, they just have a problem with you. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not, it, it's not, you're not going to work yourself to death and prove to them that you can do it. Mm-hmm. If they don't like you, they, they don't, don't like you. you. Exactly. Period. It's not going to change anything. Exactly. Yep. So, don't kill yourself for somebody that doesn't give a shit about you. I'm telling <laughs> it's you. It's not worth it. When I tell you I learned that the hard way, I'm I did, you. too. I did, too. Do I did not too. do that. It's not worth it. Mm-mm. They're not worth it. Whatever the promotion is, it's not worth it. Nope. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So some of the most common reasons why people don't seek help for mental health issues is cost of treatment, mm-hmm. not wanting to see a therapist, not knowing how to find a good psychiatrist or therapist, which is, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the time it takes to get an appointment with a healthcare professional, and concerns about people finding out. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why that EAP is kind of meh. Yeah. You know, meh. Yeah. It might work, it might not. Yeah. I mean, you know. And that cost of treatment is so big because... I I have like poor people's insurance. Poor <laughs> I'm not gonna play with you. So when people see, I was naive because mm. I started looking for a therapist, thinking, oh well, they just want to help people. Mm. Oh honey, yeah. nobody in the world just wants to help people anymore. Mm-hmm. They all just want money. So mm-hmm. I would call them, you know, try to set up an appointment. And they ask me, what insurance do you have? And I tell them. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll contact you. Nobody calls me back. Because they don't want to take my insurance rate. Because it's too low. And they don't want... Like, it's like... So, yeah. either I have to pay out of pocket... Yeah. To get them interested in helping me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm out of luck. Ugh. It's, it's like... Y'all are really... Y'all really out here tripping. That's yeah. not cool. <laughs> For me, it helped that I found a, psycho- a psychologist who was a solo practitioner. Mm-hmm. She does not work as part of like a firm or business. I mean, she does full time, but yeah. she does her own thing. Oh, inside. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And so that's how I found her. And because she has her own business or whatever, it's just her. She's very, very flexible. Mm-hmm. She offers payment plans, all yeah. that type of stuff. Okay. Um, and luckily her rates aren't crazy, mm-hmm. but they are high enough to where I can only see her once a month. Yeah. Which, if that's what hey, it's going to be, then it, you need to do start something. Yeah, start I'm starting small. something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's basic point. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, I mean... Oh, and man. as far as everything oh. else, there's such a stigma still. Yeah. I think it's starting to go away, but there's still such a stigma, especially in communities of color, yeah. about going to seek help. Because then you're labeled as crazy, mm-hmm. or like I said before, labeled as weak. Yep. Like, oh, you can't handle the stresses of life. You got to go see a therapist. Blah, blah, blah. I can't. That's why I'm here. You're right. <laughs> I absolutely cannot. Can you? Right. No, you cannot. <laughs> Clearly, because I see you struggling. Exactly. I'm struggling, but I got somebody to help me with it. You know? What you doing? I'll tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, you just got to find, you know, that therapist, that psychologist is right. that's right for you. Yes, exactly. And I'm not saying that, like, you have to do it this way, but finding someone who can relate to you on a deeper level will help so much. Yeah. This new lady compared to the therapist that I talked to before. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just going to be honest. Like, she is mid-30s, black, female. She grew up kind of the same, like Mm -hmm. me. So a lot of issues that I bring to her attention, I don't even have to, like, explain it or or try to get her to understand or elaborate. She just knows. Just automatically knows. It is so, I mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... That would be my advice. Yeah. To find someone who can... That's so... That's more important than people think. You know, mm-hmm. because you think you go into a psychi- uh, psychologist and, you know, you're thinking, well, they all get the same training. They yeah. all went to school. Yeah. But it's it's still dealing with someone on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And if you... Exactly. And if you can't relate to somebody that you're trying to get to help you with their problems, if they've never even heard of your problems... Exactly. They can't help you. And it doesn't have to be, you know, race or gender, but, I mean, they have psychologists for everything. Everybody. They have music psychologists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's that specific. Yeah. Like, trust me, you will find someone. Yeah, somebody for you. For you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my advice. I agree. So, some of the common methods people use for coping with work stress. Hmm. We're about to get into some tea right here. Yeah. Getting more sleep. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Drinking alcohol or using illicit drugs. <clears throat> um, yeah. Obviously, that's not the best. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. Um, but a lot of people are doing yeah. that to cope. Exactly. Um, smoking. Big Obviously, one. big one. Mm-hmm. You see that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, exercising. That's a good one. That is a good one. Exercising more. I need to get back into that. I know. I was just talking to Taylor about that. We need to. We, we're... we're I was telling him that, because he was like, we should start, you know, getting an exercise routine. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just in one of those spots where I don't look at myself and say, oh my God, you're fat. I'm okay with myself right now. And so when I'm not feeling the pressure, then then I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But once I'm looking at myself, I'm like, okay, I look like a piece of shit. (laughs) Then I'm like, okay, it's time. I'm ready. I'm motivated. So getting motivated, I, I think hard. That it's a hard part of it. Especially with, you know, a job, you know, a full day job or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
know. It's hard to care. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Especially if I'm not, like, completely breaking down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm still semi-healthy. Exactly. And, like, I can walk. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I eat a salad, like, yeah, once a month. Exactly. You know? So I'm like, I'm doing okay. good. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last way that people cope with stress is drinking more coffee. I'd say good and bad, maybe. I mean, coffee is technically not good it's for good you. It's good in moderation. In though, moderation, right? yes. But obviously. But if you're having seven cups of coffee a day, you need to relax. My boss drinks 14 shots of espresso a day. In her work day. No. She will go and get cups full of espresso with like half and half poured over it. I'm like, bro, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. Yes. Like, you can't do that. That's not a healthy. No. And I used to work for a coffee company. Yeah. Like, I didn't even drink that much coffee, but I was working with coffee every day. Like, oh my God, that is scary. It's, I was like, bro, you got to drink some water chill, or something. Like, <laughs> be easy, man. Yeah. Like, I like you as a boss. I'd like to keep you around. <laughs> if you could just chill out on that for a second. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, I mean, there are so many unhealthy ways that people deal with, with stress when, you know, because of those reasons, they don't mm-hmm. want to seek help, mm-hmm. you know? Or they're just not getting addressed at work. Exactly. I mean, it's just, and you, you know? just, some people are just in a position where they're just, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. I just want it to go away. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize they have to. You have to deal with it. It's not. Yeah. Going you away. have to deal with it. It's not it's, going away. Yes. Literally. When you're not drunk, it's gonna be there. <laughs> when you're not <laughs> sleeping, it'll still be there. It'll still be there. You know. So. And of the workers who actually, you know, gotten treatment for the mental illness, eighty percent report that their workplace satisfaction and productivity increased. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I needed some more motivation. Exactly. I mean, and it, 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 it's not going to happen automatically, but you start to feel slowly like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm getting into this. I feel better, you know, because my mental health is not frazzled. I don't feel my mind is solid so I can work at a more Mm -hmm. productive pace. Exactly. Absolutely. So here's some ways to improve your mental health at work. Obviously, you know the signs of the problem. Which is the hardest part. It is the hardest them. part. That is the first hump and the hardest, biggest hump yes. to get over with. Yes. Get over, yeah. Uh, make a to-do list. Oh, yeah. Take frequent breaks, like oh, we were talking about. about. Oh. Drink water, oh. not coffee. Yeah, I could do better with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh, avoid, avoid workplace gossip. <laughs> avoid taking on too much. Yeah. Set small, manageable goals. Add personal items to your workspace, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to human resources if, you know, if they're helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Identify your triggers. Mm-hmm. Get help. Yes. Get help. Do it. Like Nike. <laughs> and don't feel ashamed about it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Don't feel ashamed about what you're going through, yeah. you know? And we were just talking about, uh, you know, how your boyfriend doesn't engage in that yeah. workplace gossip, politics stuff. And, I mean, I just started, when I moved to this job that I work at now, I made that decision that I wasn't going to get involved. And so, like, I'll I'll be, like, standing by the coffee machine, and, like, there, around the corner is the place where everybody sits and uh, talks yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm, you know, I'll stand at the coffee machine and listen in to see if the conversation is positive or if it's mm-hmm. 
gonna be some gossip. Yeah. And you know what? You can always tell by whose voice you hear. Yeah. <laughs> right? It, it's it's like one person. The loudest one in the room is talking about, and she can't do this, isn't it? And I'm like, mm, okay, so back to my classroom I go. Yeah. But if it, they're just talking about music or something, I'm in there like, yeah, let's talk, you know? But that workplace gossip, it can bring down your whole it's day. It's so toxic. And it I'm is. honestly, like, getting to that point. At first, I was like, oh, it's whatever. I can handle it. I'm young. It's whatever. Yeah. But now, I'm just getting to that point where I am not... I'm done with feeding my body negativity. I don't care. Like, I just can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, I told you that's one of the reasons why I moved to that back office yeah. at my new job. Uh-huh. Because it was just... Every day. Yeah. Every day. Like, and I'm like, okay, I just started this job. I'm trying to be positive yeah. and happy. Like, I don't need y'all bringing me down. I don't need it. So, yeah. Got into that back office, man. Yeah, exactly. You, sometimes you just it. have to make the decision. Even when I was working in a bad work environment where, you know, it's good for people to get their frustrations out. Mm-hmm. I just, not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I had to just pull myself back because I was in a managerial position, so I had to listen. Yeah. You know, I had to be there to listen to people talk about whatever they're going through or their issues with other managers that were working with us. But sometimes you just got to, I got to go sit in the back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go do some numbers. Right. I can't mm -mm, can't deal with it. I can't, yeah. Can't do it all the time. Can't do it. So even if you're in a position where sometimes you have to kind of listen to the the politics part Mm -hmm. and kind of engage in it, you know, first of all, don't let it soak into you. I was just about to say, you still have to be detached. Yes, exactly. Because if you let it consume you, yeah. you're going to bring it with you everywhere mm-hmm, you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you're just going to be mad because they were mad at something. And then mm-hmm. you step back and you're looking like, whoa, why? this don't affect me. Why am I mad about it? Exactly. Or this is not going to affect the way I do my job, uh, the way you gossip about this person. Mm-hmm. So why would I involve myself let in it, it. Go. just let it go it's not important it really is not important and that's why i always tell my boyfriend like we always talk about it mm-hmm. it's it's not that serious it's really not that i'm sorry work is you, you love it it's what you do every day but it's not that serious it's not it's not it's not worth my peace my you know mental health it's not that freaking serious it's not it's not it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be that's a big part of you it. know <laughs> oh my goodness so, oh, I think we hit everything. Longer episode today. Yeah, let me look. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah, it's pretty normal actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, we hit too bad. An hour forty minutes. Oh my god, I thought we were like three. Hours. I was like, I was like, damn, this is like two and a half hours. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but I'm glad we were able to like get through everything and yeah. you know get some specific I tips mean, and stuff like that. It's a big topic. Yeah, it know? is a big, like, and it's so important. It is. It's something that I think. Everybody struggles with. I mean, unless you don't have a job. Kudos to you. Bless you. you. But, yeah. There's blessings and curses with everything, okay? One of the blessings with being unemployed is you don't have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, this is for my house moms, too. Because... Yeah, you know what? You you have... You you work. With kids, you you work. clean, you're making sure everything's running around the house. That is such a good point. You know, like, that's a big deal. Like And your mental health... And you know what? That is something that a lot of people, they don't care about the mental health of stay-at-home moms. Because oh, no. they're just like, you You're stay at home. home. Yeah. All you do is take care of your kids and they go to school half the day. What are you doing? Why are you stressed out? Mm-mm. It's like, uh, because I still have to do this, 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 and this. And it then is a job. It's a whole job. It's a job. And just like we were talking about, you got to take your breaks. Yeah. You, you got to detach. Give yourself that time. Do not be 
running the house when your husband or whoever gets home. Yeah. It's his turn. It's his. You are off. Yes. Turn off the clock. You are off. (laughs) Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. Lord knows I could not be a house mom for that reason. I know it's a big job. Mm -mm. I know I couldn't. I go back and forth. Go crazy. Sometimes I think I could do this. I could be a stay-at-home mom. But then, like, I sit with my kids on, like, every day for a weekend, and I'm like, ooh. I would get cabin fever. I, I yeah, that. you know. I'm too antsy. I got to get up and do stuff. Yeah, like, out. I've been unemployed. Like, even when I was on maternity leave. Um, and I was, like, at home with my one kid, and I was pregnant, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so bored. Ready to get back. Yeah, right? I had to find stuff to do, because I'm like, God, I need to. We were off for four days because of Hurricane Harvey, and I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Get me out of here! I need to do work! No, I feel you, though. I, it, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, guys, that is all for today. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of us. Yeah, I know. I like this. Oh, my gosh. I like, awesome. our, I like our new kind of format. Yeah, I'm, I'm I hope it. you guys like our new format, by the way. Yeah. Leave I, us some comments. We thought we'd loosen it up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You I know? think that it kind of worked out well, yeah? Let us, I think so. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, make sure you follow us on our social media at Dear Me Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And while we're here, you can go ahead and follow me on my personal account. Hello! <laughs> follow me at Youngfully Employed pretty much on everything you can find me. Um... Twitter's Tammy R thirty three, and yeah. yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brian Warner B R I O N N W A R N E R no spaces or dots or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'm there um a lot. Yeah. I just mostly post pictures of my kids, but yeah, okay. you know, <laughs> <laughs> you'll want to see them. They're super cute. I promise. They are. <laughs> they are. You won't regret it. I promise. Yeah. So I think that's it. Yeah, Thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can listen <laughs> at uh, you know a bunch of different places. Oh, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. I mean, if you're listening now, you already know where to listen. But you in know, case you, you want to switch, switch it up. up. Or in case you want to tell other people where they can listen. True. You want to share our beautiful podcast with all of your wonderful friends that have workplace issues. Share it. <laughs> yeah. You can listen to Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere, you know? So We everywhere. Yeah, we is. Mm -hmm. And if you listen in a particular place and we're not there, you know, send us a a message and we'll try our best to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're open. Yeah. New platform, so. I would love to be everywhere you are. What's what's that slogan? I don't don't know. That that was somebody's slogan. Everywhere you are or something like that. I don't know. That's kind of creepy, actually, I think about it. Like, if their slogan was, we are where you are. If you're in the bathroom, we're there. Yeah, that's you're taking crazy. a shower? I'm right there, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.